And we are talking today, heretics. Yes, uh, that was a uh, it was a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> I mean, spicy. Don't get to talk about this very so often. So we're talking about we're each picking one of our favorite or important yeah, heretics. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we're yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's very subjective. My favorite is whoever did Father Alex's uh, haircut. Whoa! Wow! Oh, wow! I don't even know what that means. Heresy. <laughs> That's so oh, bad. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's bad. It's so bad. <laughs> okay. Who wants to go first? Who's your favorite heretic or, or what you, who do you think an important heretic is? Father Chris, you want, want sure. to go first? Sure. I'll start this off. Um, I mean, I think the most, yeah, for me, the most prominent in some ways, uh, heresy, and it's still with us in many ways, uh, but counteracted. Really, it's it's the reason we have St. Augustine, um, along with other heresies, uh, Pelagius. Um Augustine loved to debate with people, and Pelagius provided him with ample opportunities. Pelagius was a priest, I think, from Ireland, right? Uh, I think he's from England. Okay. Yeah, he was one of the yeah. Irish. Okay. Yeah, 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 England. My apologies to any Irish listeners. It was all um, the same back then. That's true. So, but his whole thing basically is that Jesus is a good example for us, um, and but we we ultimately we get ourselves into heaven um, that we can merit uh, salvation by our works. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus, we follow Jesus in, in kind of an external way. So, and but the problem is that a lot of us read the Gospels like this. When Jesus follow me, it's like, okay, well, I have to do what he does. Rather than, oh, I have to be made new. <laughs> I have to become a new creation yeah. and let Christ live in me. So it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, as St. Paul says. And so Augustine says, whoa, the first, res- like the first need for people who are separated from God because of original sin and, and actual sin is to receive the grace of God, is to receive God's life into us. And our entire life, then, is a response to God's actively pursuing us. Um, and I just think we have such a hard time with this, at least, like, as Americans, definitely. Um, but I just sure. think as 21st century people, we, we're just constantly doing, doing, doing. Uh, we have much, very much a meritocracy. Mm-hmm. And to, to really just oppose that... Um, and Augustine just gives us such a beautiful way to, to remember to live as Christians means, first and foremost, to live in the awareness of what God has done and then to live our lives as a response uh, to that and, and really so that people can see it's a pr- profoundly renewed existence, as uh, Pope Benedict would say. So, yeah, nice. Pelagius. It really, a, like a, a super, it's a super Catholic heresy in some respects. Right. Because, I mean, if you take kind of like a postcard definition of the Catholic faith, how it differs from Protestantism, and you ask people who are catechized, let's say, 50 years ago, they're going to say Catholics believe you you merit salvation by works, and Protestants believe you merit it by faith, and it's just like, that's such a, such an incorrect statement. Now, right. it's not, not you know, there's, there's value to being transformed in grace and then, and then living in a Christian way, right. because right. of the grace of Christ. Like, that is valuable. And, and just true, and like that's just what we do, and meritorious, exactly. However, the idea that, and it just doesn't even make sense when right. you start thinking about it. Like you're going to do a bunch of good deeds, and then you're going to transcend, like yeah, the you're going to tell God, hey, look at all these things death. I did. It's yeah, like yeah. what is that? It's all so it's it's pernicious and it's dangerous, yeah. um, and it's very and it also is the only heresy that I know that has a 
semi form of itself that's, that's also right. condemned, which is which is uh, well, technically my heresy is a semi version of it. <laughs> like your heresy, but it's that not you called. Like teacher, so uh, he got yeah. twice. Pelagius got twice. Yeah, I know. Heresy. <laughs> it's like you try it again, and they're like, no, it's still it's still heresy. Yep, Although still I don't right. know if he he probably didn't come up with semi Pelagianism. Yeah. No, he didn't. So semi Pelagianism is a different thing. Yeah. It's just the belief that the, the first instinct of turning towards God is a free choice of free will and not a choice of grace, which is also a heresy. So everything we do is merited by grace. Yeah, man. All right. Okay, Father Al, go next. So mine is, we often would say in seminary, the most delicious of the heresies, um, which is donatism. Um, donatism was an Augustinian era heresy as well. Um, a bishop, I guess, named Donatus. Is, is, I, think that's I think it was a bishop. Mm-hmm. Um, Donatus was his name for sure. And this is this is as a priest a really important one for me, but it also as a yeah, that's true. as a member of the faithful, this is an important one for you too, because you look at your priest celebrating mass on Sunday, and hopefully you all have holy, wonderful, perfect priests. I think ninety five percent of us would at least say their priests are are good men, even if they're not great homilists or whatever. But <laughs> what Donatus said was that unless the priest was kind of morally impeachable. Uh, morally <laughs> impeccable, impeccable, <laughs> not impeachable based on morality. So morally impeccable, um, his sacraments were questionable. Right. That is to say, he'd celebrate mass. We don't know if it's the body of Christ because the priest's moral character is failing. So I guess in that sense, he's not fully imitating Christ. Right. And yeah, it was based, I, it was based on those priests who who can, who under the persecution by the Roman emperors fell away, fell away, yeah. and gave and then, in, and then wanted to come back, and then did not. So it also has some things to do with like Anabaptism, which is like rebaptizing these guys who fell away. Mm-hmm. And Augustine, again, the greatest theologian in church history, um, has this basically. I mean, it's very similar to, to Pelagianism in the sense of no, this is an act of grace, and the sacraments are um, a gift given to us through the priests by the grace of God. It's not. It's not about your merit. So. Right. That teaching is, is I just think, vitally important because you don't know if your priests are morally impeccable. And even if priests aren't in mortal sin, you're aware of your sinfulness and your fault, faultiness and, and the problems that you have. And the last thing you want is to be standing on the altar and saying, oh, my gosh, am I not giving the body of Christ to these people? Just the, 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 the comfort and the capacity mm. that comes from Augustine reminding us that, you know, Donatus was wrong, falling away from the faith. But being validly ordained as a priest, you can come back and celebrate Mass, and it's still valid. You know? And it also is very comforting because, the, you know, it's so tempting to kind of go, oh, well, I'll go to, to this priest for Mass because I'm going to get more grace yeah. if I go to him as opposed to this one. It's like, well, actually, no, they're both offering Mass. So it's Jesus, like, yeah. truly present in the Blessed Sacrament, offering himself, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so it's kind of a, a one of the gifts of being Catholic and, and holding this is that we don't become basically followers of sure yeah human persons we, we're followers yeah. of Jesus Christ and you can so. vibe with one priest more than another and that's sure. fine yeah and don't you ever can, say vibe on this podcast you can, again you can appreciate <laughs> one priest um, uh, but and, and that's that's legitimate right if someone preaches really well and beautifully yeah, and sure. you love their masses however if you you know, if you're starting to say, I question the validity of this Mass, or if I should even go, like, oh, I can't go to my favorite priest Mass, should I even go today? It's like, yes, you need to go yeah, receive read some Augustine. the fundamental part of the Mass, which is the sacrifice and the body of Christ. Awesome. Well, my, my heresy is going to be one of the best in terms of names, um, even better than the donut pun in yours, which <laughs> is... was a great pun. Pretty, pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> Um, and it's uh, and it's the Pneumatomachians. Nice. So, which in Greek means fighters against the spirit, 
They're also called the Macedonians, not because they're from the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia, or which is now called North Macedonia, yes. whose capital is what? Macedonia. Skopje. Sorry, that's oh, what no I was going to say. Skopje. Home of? Home of? Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa. Oh. I've been to her birth Shame a couple me. times. Sorry. Um, but um, uh, it is, uh, the Macedonians were named after Macedonius, who is the, the founder no of kidding. the heresy. Okay. So um, he was the first bishop of Constantinople, and he was a semi-Aryan, which means mm. he was okay with Jesus being God, but he wasn't okay with the Holy Spirit being God. <laughs> so it's, it takes a long I mean, time. Like, to be fair, <laughs> like if you read the Nicene Creed, like we call the creed we read at Mass the Nicene it's Creed, but it, it's, really it's not. not actually. It just ends with, the Nicene Creed ends with, and I believe in the Holy Spirit. And that's it. And full stop. Right. And you're like, well, okay, Jesus is okay for Jesus to be God, but <laughs> the Holy Spirit, really? And so that's why they needed another council called the Council of Constantinople, the first yep. Council of Constantinople, and um, to, to set the world straight that, um, no, indeed, the church has always believed at all times and all places uh, that the Holy Spirit uh, was God as well. Yeah. So... Um, which is, you know, a pretty important thing for us. Uh, I think. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, that whole like indwelling yeah. Father, spirit. Whole, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you know, Trinity thing. Yeah, yeah that's that's pretty important. And plus, Numatamakians, just a great name. It's the great Fighters name. Against the Spirit, you know. Who was who, who combated the Numatamakians? The First Council of Constantinople. Oh, okay. Because, yes. I mean, just like, what's at stake here? If you don't have the Holy Spirit, and you don't see him as a, a the third person of the Blessed Trinity, like... What this gives us, what the this belief gives us is like, oh, wow, I'm able to know God through my own participation in divine life through the Holy Spirit's presence within me. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. I get it to is. know him from within. Like, it's amazing. But if, we, if the Holy Spirit is not the third person of the Trinity, I don't get to know him from this shared nature that I have in, in the Holy Spirit. No, it's just like so some kind of like. So it's kind of important. Like, yeah. the whole divinization thing, which is our life, yeah, is built on that. No. Yes. I, I mean, there's a bunch of, uh, like, esoteric not esoteric but like technical trinitarian theology we could do right now to correct the heresies <laughs> yeah, we could, statement, could just but, you know oh my like, god you don't want to be you don't want to be that guy <laughs> other um, than that yeah no I, i'm it, all for your yeah yeah of course it's, you know. it is notoriously difficult to talk about the trinity however it's notoriously difficult another heretic right there, there. <laughs> um and if you will you'll notice sometimes in the missiles like the missilettes the Nicene Creed will be properly referred to as the Niceo Constantinopolitan Creed, yeah, right. which is the one we actually received. And technically, it got a little twist um, at the Council of Orange? No. O Orleans, Florence? Which one? You're thinking Toledo? Toledo, sorry. Yeah. There's a Where lot the of Filioque got Where the Filioque in. got added yeah. uh. So a little Filioque twist in there, yeah, exactly. which was a big moment for the East. Um, <laughs> But not for us, because that's another that's another that's whole yeah. another podcast. That's for future <laughs> generations. Great. Well, that is about the end of our time. Thank you. Um, uh, just to be fair, we're not endorsing any of these. Heresies, oh my gosh! You know, don't no, believe any of all. them. Um, but uh, thank you if you uh, thank you for listening. Thank you uh, if you enjoyed um, this podcast. Uh, you can find us. Wow, man, I'm really butchering the uh, the outro right now. But if you enjoyed this podcast, you can find other great Catholic talks at catholicbytespodcast.com or check out catholiclink, I think, .org. Um, catholiclink.org, not catholiclink, I think, <laughs> .org. Um, <laughs> you can find us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And if you subscribe when we change the name, um, I think it should just keep going. It will just change in your feed. So subscribing helps. Otherwise, if you keep looking it up, you're not going to be able to find it anymore. So subscribe to the podcast. Um, and the, the, when we change the name, it will, it will just keep appearing in your, in your, in your feed. Thank you, Father Alec. Thank you, Father uh, Chris. And uh, I just forgot your name. <laughs> <laughs>
It's and been a long day. Thank you, everyone, for listening. God bless you.